Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 2, Episode 21. Yes, sir. Yay, sports guy Chris here with my good friend Mikey. Mikey, how are you doing today on this lovely Sunday of 4th of July weekend? Uh, I am doing fantastic. Uh, glad to uh, hope you had a good trip to uh, Wisconsin there, my Thank friend. You, sir. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Very dude. nice, very yeah. nice. Of course. Good. Much has happened since the last time we convened and, yeah. uh, you know, had our episode 20 come out. I mean, all kinds of stuff, an NBA champion, an NBA draft. Yeah. Um, you know, Deshaun Watson, of course, had his hearing wrap up. We're waiting to see what happens with the suspension. And then, of course, NBA free agency, yep. which has given us plenty to talk about. So um, I want to dive right in, brother, and get Let's going. we got a lot to cover. We'll yeah. start today with just a little bit of the NFL news, which, of course, is the Deshaun Watson hearing. The NFL finally got around to deciding to, you know, discipline this guy. So it's been about a year and a half in the making. I believe it was last February when everything kind of started coming out. So yeah. anywho, uh, that wrapped up and now we will be awaiting the independent arbitrator's ruling. There's been a lot of rumors out there about what will happen, but um, by all accounts, it's probably going to be a fairly hefty suspension, but you I want to start so, right? there. You know, Mikey, yeah, with okay. Deshaun Watson, Yeah. what are your thoughts? Of course, he settled 20 of the 24 cases out of court before um, this the hearings even started. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with Mr. Deshaun Watson? What do you think his suspension is going to be? And will the NFL go along with it? Or will they uh, try to overrule the arbitrator? Um, well, I mean, I think that uh, it, it's got to be at least one season, um, you know, I, 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 I think I, you, you can't, you know, there's um, in, in, in the wake of the Me Too movement, um, in wake of, you know, some of the allegations that were made by, um, you know, some of the, the victims, um, you know, both the ones that settled and, and didn't, you know, the four that haven't settled, I, I think you can't whatever punishment the arbitrator comes up with uh, obviously Deshaun Watson and his people are and the Browns are probably going to try and appeal it and they're going to try sure. and you yeah. know, or, or you know shorten whatever suspension he gets the problem is is that the NFL you know they can't come out in support of you know you've got enough star players out there it's not like this is tom brady we're talking about yeah, or right. this isn't yeah, the yeah. face of the nfl right, so right this is somebody that certainly you you don't necessarily uh, have to stand behind and I, I think that it would be a pr nightmare if the nfl supported a, a shortened suspension for yeah um, I can they've see been that. awfully quiet throughout this entire yeah. process, and we've we've talked about that. Um, yeah, yeah. We and have, so I we just have, you're right. I don't think that the NFL would do themselves any favors to come out and be like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, we su- we support a, a eight game suspension instead yeah. of a full seventeen games and mm-hmm. whatnot. Uh, yeah, you, you, you just can't. Um, and, uh, you know, the Browns, they've got some some you know fixing up to do, and you know we, we've talked about that as well. Uh, they they've made a complete mess of the success that they've had, but yeah, just yeah. two years ago they they were very close from beating the Chiefs and being yeah. in an NFC yeah. title game. Unreal. So I, I just I don't see how this is going to end well for anybody. I don't think it ends well for the victims. I don't think it yeah. ends well for any of yeah. the human beings involved in this. Yeah. Um. And you know I just think it just it, it's 
the fact that he even has a job and not only that but like you know now he's now he's a jeopardy question right yeah because, right you know and, and and i don't mean to make joke of it necessarily but like you know the fact of the matter is, is that this guy got the most lucrative contract of all time he got like you know complete guaranteed money yeah yeah after the fact that he's been accused of multiple, you know, not just yeah. one or two transgressions. I mean, we're talking yeah. about yeah. Does, two dozen, you know, women that have yeah. come forward with very similar stories. It's not like they were wildly different or anything like that. And yet you give him all that money and, you know, oh, and then on top of that, you give him an upfront bonus yeah. of like 43 million and then yeah. on top of that you knew the dude was probably not going to be playing for you in his first season because you you're guaranteed his salary for his first year is 1.1 million bucks or something yeah. like that you knew bad things were going to happen you knew that and so right. now you can sit there and be like you can come out and say well we figured this might happen even though that's not what you said at his press conference and yeah. all other kind of stuff right, right. like right you knew what you were doing. This is a bad look for the Browns. Um, the fact that the NFL and you know all their revenue sharing and all that. The fact that there's 31 other teams that allowed this to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously the Texans wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah. So, right. But I I don't know, man. Like I, it's a, it's a little disheartening, just in the sense of like you allowed this to happen. Yeah. You yeah. you. Uh, there, whether the there's teams, criminal charges or whatever, yeah, dude. Like yeah. the fact is, is that you. You know, I don't know, man. It just it it's a bad situation all the way around. Yeah. Right? Year suspension. Uh, you know, hell, I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I would advocate for a year and a half. I I would advocate for a yeah. season and a half. I, I would advocate. Yeah. I would try and hurt the Browns. Uh, and 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 send a clear message to 31 other teams, to yeah. all 32 teams. If I'm the arbitrator, if I'm the NFL, and be like, hey, look, this behavior no longer stands. Um, you know, we're not going to allow teams, that, regardless of how good you are as a player, um, you have, a, you know, a good, an incident right now in the NBA is you have um, the forward from the Charlotte Hornets, Bridges, who, you know, uh, is, is got arrested by the LAPD oh, wow. uh, okay. for domestic violence on his wife. And, you know, he was given a, a qualifying offer by the Hornets to make him an unrestricted free agent by all accounts. The Hornets were going to re-sign him, and he was a big part of their success this last season or the yeah. last couple seasons. Now the rumor is here within the last couple hours is that you know he's going. They're going to rescind his qualifying mm -hmm. offer, making him an unrestricted free agent. And guess what? There is not one NBA team that's going to be sniffing at him for the foreseeable future until no, that stuff no. gets settled yeah, out. Yeah, totally. So again, yeah. you know, you you can't allow this, and I yeah. I think it's got to be a season. But I I mean I would advocate for more than that. Fair enough. I, I, I think you made some really good points there. And, you know, you are right. You know, when this contract was announced, there was a lot of grumblings from other teams and other owners. They were not happy about this contract at all. First off, it's kind of unprecedented to guarantee an entire contract in NFL history. Um, you have to go back a long time. And the reason for that is years ago when the NFL started you know doing this they would say you had to have enough cash sitting in the league office to cover that so if you guaranteed a guy's entire five or six year contract and back then it was say I don't know whatever ten million dollars you had to have that ten million dollars sitting there and be available well no team wants to pony up all that extra money to just be sitting around somewhere so that's part of it um, the other part of it is is that's just I mean that's how the NFL has been I mean it's a it's 
obviously it's a league where the the physical strain any moment any play you might not be playing football again that's always there it's always part of it they've done a great job of trying to clean the game up make it a little bit safer concussions and things like that but um, it's always there anyway back to the the point at hand here yes other teams were upset about that and again now the Browns are really looking asinine in this situation. Yeah. I mean, how you don't do your your research yeah. and just talk to the guy's lawyer, but don't actually research this before you're willing to pay that kind of money um, is ridiculous. And, and to your point, this isn't Tom Brady. It's not Aaron Rodgers. Not that that should matter anyway, but I, how do you justify it anyway? I mean, he's right. not an MVP. He's not won a whole bunch of playoff games. Right. The Texans sucked while he was there. Yeah, they won a crappy division, made the playoffs, didn't do anything in the playoffs. Yeah. So, whoop-de-woo. Um, I don't know. I, But the suspension, NFL leaked it, of course, before the yeah. hearing started that they wanted a year. I think that was very strategic of them. Most of the time, I don't agree with the NFL and the way they go about anything. I like that they did that, though. It, it was good to put the, the pressure on. Yeah. Um, because this does need to be a case, and again, it, there's not really a precedent for it, but you could go to Ezekiel Elliott a few years ago. He had a domestic thing with his girlfriend. She ended up dropping the charges. He, he still broke you know, the, the conduct policy. It was, I believe, a six-game brought mm-hmm. down to a four, and that was one woman, his girlfriend, and you know they didn't even go yeah. to trial or anything. He just settled with 20 women out of court. We'll never know those details, but, um, I mean, you would have to think a, a year suspension yeah. would be the minimum, like you said. And then, as I was reading actually earlier today, Jason LaCaporta, who, of course, is a, you know NFL insider, of course, he, he put out, basically said he's questioning whether the guy will ever play for the Browns because, and his point was, well, if he does get a full-year suspension... We still have four unsettled cases. Nobody knows any of the details of any of this stuff, really. So what's going to come out over the next year? And what else are we going to find out? And is this going to end up being one of those situations where there's a public outcry when the details come out and go, really? You know, like, I mean, you know, a different situation, but still dealing with abuse, the Ray Rice video, you know, years ago. And that was really kind of the big turning point for the NFL and taking domestic violence seriously. Right. I mean, this this was stuff that was going on for a long time, unfortunately. The 80s and 90s, you know, not, not everybody, but there there was a thing going on, and it was the league was forced to actually have to, like, take a firm stance yeah. on it and everything. So I'm with you, Mikey. I, I think it's got to be at least a year suspension. I would be surprised if it's less than that. Um, you know, I, I don't think... The NFL, now this arbitrator is part of the new collective bargaining agreement. So before, this would have just been Roger Goodell, and he would have made the decision. Um, You could still appeal and all that. Now, they can appeal. The funny thing is, if the NFL decides to appeal, it goes to the NFL. So (laughs) Roger Goodell would be the the guy, or he can appoint an independent arbitrator. This being, um, and I, I forgot the woman's name, very you know highly regarded. She was a judge for a very long time in Delaware. Um, you know, very highly regarded as far as the woman that was picked. Well qualified for this. Sue Robinson. Sue Robinson. There we go. Thank you, Mikey. Yep. Um, but I I believe the NFL really doesn't want to have to kind of overrule her in her first big decision. So right. 
I feel like she's going to give it a year. And well, I, look at the irony about that. I mean, you have a case with a woman judge, a woman arbitrator, who's deciding the fate of a man who, you know, allegedly sexually assaulted 24 women. Right. And imagine yeah. if a of a man run league with Roger Goodell overrules a woman arbitrator. Like just the optics of all of that are really, that really bad. Good. Yeah, you're and, right. That's true. You know, yeah. I mean, in yeah. a male dominant sport like the NFL, you know, uh, the optics of all of that are just not good. Yeah. And, totally agree. You know, when you have women that are at the front offices as own, in ownership and stuff like that, you know, I, I would imagine now in the year 2022 that I, I just think the NFL is going to stay out of this. I think they're going to, whatever Sue Robinson comes up with, yeah. even if it's more than a season, which it probably won't be, it'll probably be a season, right. but yeah. it, you know, they're going to, they're going to stand by that decision totally. and let, they'll let the appeals come and go and, sure. and whatever else. And, you know, but yeah, I, I just look at the optics of that. It would be terrible. It would be. And I think they kind of set the table to, you know, it, that it's going to be, look, hey, if if you only give him six or eight games, we will maybe fight this and try to make it more of a suspension. So yeah. they, I, it's almost like they've kind of floated it out there. Hey, this yeah. is what we're looking for. We're not going to, like, try to appeal if you fall somewhere in this, you know, general right. frame. So I'm with you. I might, it could be a year, it could be more. We have no idea what they what actually came out in, right. in these hearings. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be more damning than any of us know, and it could end up being more. Um, but we'll see what happens. Either way, uh, I know it, it was well overdue for this disciplinary yeah. hearing to come along. So um, one thing's for sure, I don't think uh, – well, I – think cleveland will be doing their homework from now on before they roll out the red carpet and but you know what though like i you know i i know we're wrapping up the segment here but yeah. i don't think the browns cared i i think the browns think they did either I, they had I, a chance to get a shiny new toy and to be yeah, relevant i mean rather and, than like you know uh, committing to a baker mayfield or yeah. or whatever i mean they 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 saw an opportunity, and, and like you said, though, I mean, it's it's Deshaun Watson. I mean, you know, he had success in a crappy division, like you yeah. said. I mean, this wasn't something that was just, I don't know, man. It was just so bizarre, and I just don't think the Cleveland Browns cared. Like, I just don't think they cared. I, I can't really argue with you there. I think you might be right, Mikey. I don't Absolutely. think they cared. I, yeah. I think, you know, I think they're living by the whole adage that, like, even bad press is, you know, good press. That, yeah. You know, they're... The fact of the matter is, is that, you know, for the large majority since they signed him, you know, they, you talk about the Browns and, yeah. and, and whether you're a, a tiny podcast, uh, you know, or, or you're ESPN and you, yeah, you know, right. the man, like you're talking about your team, you're talking about, you know, which means that people are going to be watching, they're going to be following you on Instagram and Twitter, they're going to be, you know, watching your games, you know, or whatever, and any opportunity that your fans get to boo this man and to boo your team and to do all these kinds of things, man, like that's going to put money in your pocket and as a revenue sharing totally. scheme yeah. and, and, yeah. I, I just think that that's what they think about, it. and I, I I don't think they cared. I, I really don't think they cared. Can't really argue because otherwise that teams one. would have just stayed away from him. Yeah, and, right. And and just kind of like what happens in basketball a lot, or yeah. even baseball. You know, you see these guys that have kind of this, you know, 
dark spot on their on their records or their resumes or whatever and and in baseball and basketball a lot of teams kind of yeah. shy away from those kinds of guys yeah until totally. proven otherwise the yeah. nfl for whatever reason they just like oh yeah you want to come over here and yeah, play for us right, yeah. heck yeah. yeah i mean colin kaepernick being the the exception to that but yeah. uh, otherwise yeah how many guys they a lot of guys get second third fourth opportunities they do, they do. Um, yeah that's a good so. point not to that's say that point. people aren't redemptive because you want to believe in redemption oh totally but yeah totally I, you know the NFL, they they before they even anything comes out, like, there you go. Here's, here's <laughs> right. So, anyway, there we go, guys. I we'll we'll yeah, we'll take a quick segment break. Mikey and I in agreement. We feel like it's going to be a minimum one year suspension for Deshaun yes. Watson. We'll we'll find that out uh, soon here. Uh, in the meantime, we're, we'll take a quick segment break. When we come back, guys, of course, we need to jump in. We got all kinds of NBA to talk about. All sorts of stuff. We come back. We're going to start with Golden State. Of course, uh, they've got another banner to add to the Raptors. Yes, so sir. We'll be right back after the quick break. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards podcast, season two, episode 21. Mikey and I are back in action, of course. We touched on Deshaun Watson to kick off today's episode now we of course have to switch to the NBA where there's been all kinds of occurrences the first one of course uh, a few weeks ago already the uh, Golden State Warriors added another championship they were able to get by the Celtics in six games four to two um, of course, you know, we, uh, I was gone in Wisconsin. We didn't have a chance to touch on this yet. So Mikey and I do want to talk, talk about Golden State a little bit. Of course, uh, Steph Curry, NBA yeah. Finals MVP. Yeah. Finally got one of those. Finally got one. Yeah. Uh, but Mikey, um, of course, I've, I'm yeah. excited to get your thoughts on this. You know, they got past the Celtics. I think we both have some, some takes on what we think happened with Boston there, but let me turn it over to you, my friend. What do you think about this finals? Golden State? Yeah, it done man. again. I, I, I know, uh, uh, you know, loyal listeners out there, this is a little bit of old news at this point in time, but we have to at least touch on it, guys. Oh, absolutely. Um, look, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, Golden State, uh, you know, they found their mojo uh, right at the right time. Uh, you know, they had a, a perfect... Uh, mix and or you know they just they found the right chemistry Draymond Green was able to kind of take things back a couple seasons and play like Draymond Green is capable of playing especially after his mom called him out um and you know look Steph Curry knows best right (laughs) you know Steph Curry you know uh was able to just kind of take over and you know Andrew Wiggins I think was kind of an unheralded um you know a key piece to their championship run I mean he just phenomenal here's a guy that you know former number one overall pick who you know didn't people were just kind of questioning his ability to win basketball games and to play basketball and you know he just ended up being this defensive stalwart for them and really kind of making some really big plays and and coming up big in down the stretch to allow guys like Steph Curry to kind of do their thing uh, when they needed to Uh, obviously Jordan Poole had a really good run Um, you know I, I think you know, when it comes to the Boston side of things, you know, you got a rookie head coach going up against Steve Kerr, who's proven to be a really good yeah, playoff yeah, coach and just yeah. a good coach in general. Totally. Yeah. Um, so I, I think you had a little bit of that. Um, you know, but Jason Tatum kind of disappeared. Um, he really just he did took a step back, and it was you know, if you're a Boston fan, you're probably kind of upset with uh, Jason Tatum just in the sense of like he wasn't 
the Jason Tatum that he had been leading up to the finals. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was the bright lights, if it, what it was, just, you know, Derek White, same kind of thing. Those last two games there, um, you, both of them really faded into the background. Yeah. Derek White, who had been lights out through after the birth of his kid, you know, just all of a sudden came back down to earth and couldn't buy a bucket. And, um, you know, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart, all those guys, like all of a sudden their turnovers just went up, you know. Yeah, and, good, and great it was point. Just, yeah. Like they, they couldn't take care of the, ba- the basketball. They couldn't, yeah. uh, you know, just untimely turnovers. It was just, it was bad news bears for the Celtics. Yeah. And, and yep. you know, after that game, uh, game five victory by the, uh, the, the Warriors, you just knew they smelled blood in the water. You knew oh, that yeah, that totally. game six in yeah. Boston was probably yeah. going to be lights out. Yep. Um, and sure enough, it was. I mean, I think yeah. they, they had a pretty decent-sized lead uh, they at one point in time in yeah. that game where they did. it was pretty evident that the Warriors were just yeah. – they had their foot on the neck, and it was over. Yep. Um, and yep. it didn't matter what uh, you know Udoka tried to do. didn't matter. Yeah, uh, there was just yeah. nothing, and uh, you know, it is yeah. what it is, and that's what the good teams do, and that's what totally. a veteran team yeah. like Golden State yeah. does. They smell blood in the water, yeah, and they finished them off, yeah. and you know, that's what they did. And kudos to them, kudos to Golden State. They're hanging another banner in the rafters uh, at their shiny new stadium. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. You know, Steph Curry once again just kind of solidifies his legacy in the NBA. Oh, totally. Uh, you know, yeah. a guy that went from. Who knows who this kid is out of Davidson? Yeah, he's the son of a former NBA player. Yep. He's too scrawny. He's too this. Only to see him kind of finally – it's crazy to think about, but to finally get the, the recognition, I think, that he kind of deserves. Totally. Because, yeah. he, you know, Andre Iguodala kind of outplayed him, won finals MVP. And right. then Kevin and Durant comes into in town. And, and, and right. you know, yeah. he, he's, he's now, you know, wins championship or two. And it just – yeah, man, I, I think – Kudos to him. Kudos to Clay Thompson. Kudos to Dre, right, Draymond yeah. Green, Steve Kerr, Bob Myers. Yeah. I, I mean, that's just a franchise that if you're going to emulate anything, you know, I mean, they they they've shown what they're able to do. They take care of their yep. people. They take care of their their class. their players all, class, all the way through. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It was just it, it's a hard team to root against. Really, it is. Is, you're right. It is. Yeah, you know the the resurgence and what was it two years ago? The worst record in the yeah. league, and then back fifteen to a fifteen wins to winning a championship. To winning a championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Clay Thompson yeah. too. I mean, you know, lest back we to forget. Back, I mean, just injuries. Yeah, and come back and then be Absolutely. obviously a key part. Absolutely. of bringing another one hundred percent i i mean just it it was it was a really good redemptive story and and the fact that like guys stuck it out and you know we'll touch on this when we get into nba free agency but the fact that you know you had these guys that potentially could walk away and yeah or demand that they go to different situations uh different teams but for them to just stick it out and understand a larger picture yeah was so imperative and obviously you see the success that they're having yeah well said, Mikey. I mean, you know, just a, a, a couple points I'd, I take away from this one. First, like Golden State's role players were just phenomenal. All yeah, postseason absolutely. long, really. 100%. I mean, these guys, you talk about knowing your role and being able to play together as a team. You hinted on it. Draymond Green kind of, you know, turning the clock back a little bit. But doing everything, not having to score. They had plenty of scoring from other guys. But all of the little things that he does that made them so good before, yeah. he was there alienating the other team, getting the guys upset, you know, uh, 
pissing and moaning about fouls and everything. I mean, that was a lot of Boston going on there, you know, yeah. complaining and so on and so forth. So D- Draymond doing his thing. Andrew Wiggins was a great, you know, uh, scorer when they needed him to be nice and reliable there. And then the guys that they went to, you know, you pointed out, Otto Porter Jr. didn't need to go to him all the time, didn't need to play him every game. But when he was out there, he could come in and provide him a spark, get some big yeah. buckets. Uh, Kevon Looney, of course, played really well. But those role players. And then Steph Curry. I mean, you know, when that series started a little rocky, you know, it was still through the first two or three games. Steph Curry was 31 points per game through those first three. You looked at Boston, you looked at the rest of Golden State, and guys were kind of up and down through those first couple yeah. of games. Clay was kind of struggling, and yeah. it was on both sides. And so Steph Curry just being that constant all the way through, and he was the, the most consistent best player through that series, yep. definitely without a doubt. Jason Tatum, as you pointed out, of course, disappeared a little bit down the stretch which he kind of did do against the Bucks and the Heat as well. They yeah. were they were over to overcome it. You know, Al Horford literally won games by himself against Milwaukee and Miami. Couldn't quite do that against the Warriors. They were just a little bit too stacked everywhere, yeah. you know. Um, so, again, uh, and then like you pointed out, the turnovers. You yeah. know, the turnovers. This almost felt to me kind of like watching those Bulls teams during their second run against the teams that they took out they played really good teams that had a lot of talent but every time they played one of those teams it was their first time there aside from the last year you know utah went two in a row but you know you can go back through it It, you know clyde drexler in portland it was their first trip there the phoenix team with barkley their first trip there they were on good playoff teams but it was like their first trip into the finals and every time they get you get to game five and six, and the Bulls with their experience, yeah. all the guys had been there, they weren't turning the ball over. Phil Jackson, of course, had been coaching them for a million years, so yeah, yeah. it almost seemed a little bit like that, yeah. you know, like a little bit like that. It kind of was like, yeah, I, I kind of they, they reminded me a little bit of the Bulls and yeah. you know their late run. So, uh, but like you said, hats off to them. You know, made made some great points about just the way they run the organization and everything. Talk about going and getting guys that would fit yeah. and would be able to mold in and everybody knowing who they were on this right. team. You know, yeah, this is Steph's team. Clay's coming back from injury, but right. it's if he's out there, he's he's one of the guys yeah. and it's Draymond's team and everybody yeah. else molded together and a couple guys had a had had a nice career resurgence by yeah. going there and being part of a, a championship winner. So like you said, it was really hard to root against that absolutely you know totally yeah absolutely um it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do for an encore next year especially with all the which we'll talk about shortly yeah yeah all of the changing landscape going on um again hats off to golden state another banner going up yes sir um well done yes sir absolutely so um of course we we also had the nba draft nba draft happened yeah man so Um, you know, there were some surprises kind of right at the top, Mikey. I mean, I mean you right know, at the top. Right yeah, at the very yeah, top. Exactly. I, I believe, you know, most folks thought uh, the guy that went number one, who... Yeah, uh, Benchero. Benchero, there we go. The, uh-huh. the Duke forward. I, the general consensus was he was probably going to go number three, yeah. you know, going in. So The top three were the, the way that... I mean, Chet Holmgren, oh, uh, Norris... Uh, Chad Holmgren obviously was the guy. He was pretty penciled in at number two. You're right. I think that that one, him going to OKC, I think that that one, the top three players were not in doubt. 
Yeah, it's going into the draft, uh, you know, uh, those three players, Jabari Smith, Benchero, and Holmgren, those That's guys were all, they, they, they were, were all, the top three, yeah, you right. know, pretty much consensus top three guys. You're right. Um, you know, earlier on in mock drafts, obviously you had a Jaden Ivey or somebody like that that might have snuck into the top three every once in a while. But for the most part, those three. Yes. And for leading up until the time that Adam Silver named the first pick, everyone thought that Jabari Smith, who went to Houston at number three, everyone thought he everyone was going. Everyone thought he was going to go number and one. And so then Bonchero ended up going number one to the Magic, which, come to find out, it's pretty interesting, kind of funny, fun little stat here, dude. Uh, every number one pick that the Orlando Magic have had over the last 20-some-odd years, 20-plus uh, years, uh, Shaquille O'Neal and Dwight Howard have ended up putting on a Laker jersey towards uh, at some point in time in their careers. Uh, so that's a great I point. just want to throw oh, that out wow. there that uh, you know, hey, eventually we're not going to have LeBron on our roster anymore. So maybe Ben Charles destined to become a Laker. Hey, just I like his that game out there, a lot, dude. man. I it's like pretty his game funny. A lot. Yep, that is pretty uh, yeah, funny. Dude, I, I had not heard that. Yep. That's that's a yeah, great pretty interesting yeah, stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, any other takeaways from the draft, my friend? Anything else that stuck out with you? I know there were a bunch of trades and everything, and, and uh, you know, I mean, draft night, it was a big hullabaloo, but I don't think it was anything too, I think too crazy. That, but... No, I don't think anything was too, too crazy. I mean, obviously, leading up to the draft, there was a couple trades that happened. There were, there were some things that right, went down. Right, right. You know, I, I think that uh, Jaden Ivey, I think the Detroit Pistons did a phenomenal job. Uh, yeah, Jaden Ivey looks to be... Uh, an incredible pickup, you know, going number five. Uh, a lot Great of people point. thought he was going to actually go with the pick before uh, yep. with the Sacramento Kings, who they ended up selecting Keegan Murray. Uh, Jaden Ivey seems to be, you know, pairing him up with uh, um, Kate Cum- Cunning- Kate Cum- Cunningham. Yeah, uh, Cunningham. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there in Detroit. Uh, and then later on in the draft, uh, the Detroit Pistons ended up trading for um, that center, Jalen Duran. Um, out That's of Memphis, right. yeah. and so you know, there, there's I've read some I comparisons like out there of like, like you know a, a Ben Wallace type of a guy. Yeah. You know, I he's like a him. bigger body, yeah. strong. Uh, you know, Detroit's doing some things. They're yeah. they're trying to build something there in Detroit with Dwayne Which of Casey. Of course, he was coached by Rasheed Wallace. Yes, at Memphis. right, exactly. Penny so, Hardaway. You yeah. Know? So I I think that there's definitely some good things there. Nice. I think one of the biggest shockers for me, dude, to be honest. You sure. And it's it's not a it's a surprise, but it's not and. It's crazy to say that, but the New York Knicks, like they had the number eleven pick, yep. right? And 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 Knicks fans are, you know, obviously notorious for not being happy with anything that the Knicks do. And that is correct. But yes. at the same time, they picked number eleven, and their pick they ended up trading to the Oklahoma City Thunder for just more future picks. Now, granted, come to find out that some of that was a move so that they didn't have to pay guaranteed money to a first okay. round draft right. pick yeah. because it freed up cap space to be able to sign who we'll get to it's Jalen Brunson um, from Dallas but even still though you have an opportunity to get a lottery pick who's not owed a ridiculous amount of money and rather than trade him for maybe a pick later down in the draft or something like that like you straight up trade him altogether so you have not a young player to help RJ Barrett and help continue the, the process there in New York so I don't know. That one was a little bizarre. I know the Thunder had like a gajillion picks. Um, yeah. Obviously, yep. you had uh, the Lakers. They ended up buying their way into uh, the second round. That's they ended right. up buying yeah. a pick from the Chicago Bulls for number 35. Um, they ended up picking, picking Max Christie from Michigan State. 
a guy that we only talked to. We didn't work him out. We actually okay. only interviewed him, I guess, over Zoom or something like that. Sure. Um, and it was kind of a head scratcher because he wasn't a guy that you know people really thought that the Lakers had their eye on. Yeah. However, one Mr. Draymond Green, Michigan State. Yeah. Second yeah. round pick. He, yeah. Look at him. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. obviously yeah. carved his way into uh, the hearts and minds of NBA uh, fans and teams alike. Uh, you know, and, and then you also have one Mr. Magic Johnson. Yeah, uh, yeah. Who was oh, yeah. out of Michigan State. So, yeah. uh, you know, whether or not that bodes well for Max Christie, I don't know. But clearly there was some – that's the one and only pick the Lakers had. Yeah. They bought their way into it. They got this guy, which tells yeah. me that this was the guy that they wanted. That's the guy they wanted, Or at yeah. the very least, this was the guy that sure. five picks into the second round was the guy that was high up on their draft board yeah. as number one that they drafted him. Yeah. Uh, you know – the, the Lakers also uh, in free agency, uh, and I think this is actually pretty cool. Hopefully, there's something to it, and and you know they ended up signing Sharif O'Neal, oh, uh, Shaq's kid. Yeah, uh, all right. They ended up sen- signing him to a free agent deal. He's playing in the summer league right now, and they ended up picking up Scottie Pippen's kid. Um, and uh, oh wow, yeah. Okay. So they're playing on the summer league team. So oh nice. You know they got a couple good things. They also got Cole Swindler, I believe his name is, who was a pretty good shooter um, in college. Uh, he was a guy they did yeah. work out a couple times. I think he shot you know over forty percent from deep yeah, in, in, the co- in college. Yeah. Uh, so they picked him up. Um, so hopefully the Lakers are actually doing something here where they're going to keep these guys around at the very least in the G League. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, um, you yeah. Know, hopefully. Um, so yeah. So I don't know. That, those were those are the things that I saw. Nothing really beyond that. Um, you know, nice. like I said, I, I I don't know. That that's really all I got. Um, yeah. Fair from enough. from the draft. Uh, you know, I know your Bucks. They ended up having a pick. Uh, they ended up getting Javon Carter. Uh, no, that's in the free agency. Sorry. No. Uh, 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 they ended up picking. Oh yeah. Uh, Marjan Bouchon, Bucamp. Uh, that's right. Out of the yes. G League yes. uh, Ignite team. Sorry, yep. I ended up hitting go. I'm going back too far on my internet. Here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, dude, that's who they got. Um, seems to be a six foot five guard, 197 pounds. Uh, you know, from pretty what solid. I understand, yeah. played pretty well in the G yeah. League. Uh, so yeah, so I mean, yep. you know, there was some good stuff. Um, totally. But that's all I got. Yeah, fair enough, man. I, I thought you did a great job kind of running us through and kind of hitting on the major stuff, you know. Um, like you said, a little bit of a head-scratcher from the Knicks, and then the Thunder just piling up draft picks. Um, you know, the Grizzlies kind of did that too, you know, already with a, a guard-heavy team, you know. So I was a little surprised with their moves as well. Not Again, I don't think it was anything too earth-shattering or anything. One pick that I really did like okay. um, is at number 10. I really liked what Washington did. Um, rumors were going in that if Johnny Davis was available, of course, mm-hmm. played for Wisconsin, that they would go get him. Johnny Davis, um, the, the leaps that he made in one year, um, you go back to not this past season, the season before, he came off the bench for Wisconsin, averaged about eight per game. That blossomed into the Big Ten Player of the Year, 19-point-per-game score for a very good Wisconsin team uh, that got a piece of the Big Ten uh, champion regular season championship. He plays really great defense. One thing that you know of a guy coming out of Wisconsin, similar to coming out of Michigan State because of the coaching, the way that they play, 
they're going to be good fundamentally, and they're not going to turn the ball over, yeah. and they're going to be able to play defense. Johnny Davis, the way that his game really developed, he's a great complement, a great complement to Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal's scoring ability because Johnny Davis does most of his damage without the ball in his hand. He's a great guy uh, for, that can provide them immediate perimeter defense, and he's got some playing time under his belt, so he's not going to be a super raw guy as well. Even though he's young, he's still young, but um, I really liked that that move for Washington. Okay. Right. I think they got themselves a guy that they can build around, and they can make a pretty good okay. backcourt there between him and Bradley Beal. So, okay. um, and a guy that I think can contribute right away in his rookie season. So I just thought that was a great pairing by them, um, and I think it's I think it's going to bode well. Um, that's just coming from a guy that has watched Johnny Davis play a lot over the last okay. few years, being a Badger fan, of course. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if if his if he makes those kind of strides that he did in one year, anything remotely close. Uh, he's going to be a damn good ball player in, in, right. the, in the league. So that's my go. that's my take on the draft, my friend. So, okay. Yeah, there you go, guys. We covered that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, as Mikey pointed out, who knows? That, that number one pick may be in a Laker uniform <laughs> later on down the road, right? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, some good, great tidbits there. So we'll take another quick segment break here, guys. And when we come back, of course, we've got all of the, you know, uh, NBA free agency craziness, trades, yeah. trade demands, all that good stuff. we got a lot to get to. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back, guys. Balls and Beards Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Balls and Beards Podcast Season 2, Episode 20, oh, 21. Excuse me. Yep, Cruising 21. right along. Mikey and I, of course, we talked to Sean Watson. We talked Golden State winning a championship. NBA draft recap gave you a couple of our thoughts there now of course it's time to talk about this nba uh free agency that's been going strong here mikey we've had some trades we've had some trade demands of course yes sir all kinds of good stuff your lakers of course have been rumored to perhaps you know get a big sign and trade going here so um but i think we have to start with brooklyn right and the big news yeah. there so it started a little quietly with well you know kyrie deciding to opt in yeah and then right away it's like you know maybe a sign and trade to the lakers now kevin durant wants to be traded my friend yeah. uh, let's start there okay. what do you think is going to happen what do you think of kd first demanding a trade after signing a max deal last off season yeah um and then you know we'll get to kyrie afterward and and whether um you think he'll actually be changing uniforms you know yeah so uh you know it's interesting with with the with the nets because you know initially you had you know the whole Kyrie kind of kicked things off because there was a would he, wouldn't he, you know, right. opt in and, yeah, and whatnot. Right, right. And and then it was, you know, allegedly the the rumor or the the news out there was that the Nets gave Kyrie permission to seek a sign and trade. Um, and you know, apparently, you know, they he couldn't find anything or the Lakers couldn't give enough or whatever that the Nets wanted or whatever. So he opted into his contract, and everyone was like, "Oh, well, he's coming back." And it's like, "Well, no, that just means he opted into his contract." Yeah, I mean, zero. Sign and trade. You know, right? So that's all that means. You know, obviously there was the rumors about whether or not Kyrie was going to, you know, opt out and then come to the Lakers and play for the mid-level exception. Yeah. You know, in six and a half million bucks or whatever it was. 
so that kind of kick-started and then that what that kind of led to this idea that you know now Kevin Durant wants out and you know they would be a package deal and they want to continue playing together but they want to force their way and you know all these ludicrous kinds of things and you know now yeah apparently Kevin Durant doesn't want to play in Brooklyn anymore yeah and uh, you know I, I just I can't help but you know wonder and 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 kind of not that I should feel bad for gajillion dollar owner, you know, guys that are worth a gajillion dollars and owners and stuff like that, sure. and basketball players that make a lot of money. But that for a fan base, um, you know, for NBA fans, I, it, it's just, it's disheartening that you, you look back at what the league has done over the last 20 some odd years and the league that David Stern helped build. And, you know, you think about the fact that, you know, teams, smaller market teams were upset at larger market teams like the Lakers, for example, or the Knicks and their ability to to sign players away, yeah. right? And so, you know, part of that was part of the reason why the even though the parties and the teams involved, by and large, were happy with the way the deal went down, the Chris Paul trade got vetoed all those years ago from, right, when, from right. the Hornets that's, to that's the Lakers. Right. Yep. And the yep. Houston Rockets were involved. They were going to get, you know, Pal Gasol. They were happy. You know, Lamar Odom and some other guys were going to New Orleans. They were happy in New Orleans. Uh, and, you know, Chris Paul was going to be paired up with Kobe Bryant in L.A. So part of the argument there was that there wasn't league balance, right? You had Sarver yeah. and Phoenix that was upset because, you know, he's a smaller market per se. Ironically, now he's got one of the better teams in the NBA. True. Um, yeah. And he happens to have Chris Paul on his team. Yeah. Um, you know, so hey, when you're winning and you're okay, yeah, hey, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. we, we don't sure. have to talk about competitive balance. Yeah. And ironically enough, the Phoenix Suns are one of the teams rumored that Kevin Durant wants to play. Right, right, right. correct. So, you know, you also have uh, um, uh, another guy, you know, you had Mark Cuban kind of complaining about that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you had some of these owners that came out and, and were kind of against this because it, it meant that their smaller markets were not able to have this. So they renegotiated in the CBA and they were like, all right, well, we're going to do bird rights. We're going to do these things. We're going to implement these contract negotiation techniques to try and have smaller market teams be able to retain their talent, right? Yeah. Yep. So you got as your your Milwaukee Bucks, you guys can offer Giannis five years, where my Lakers can only offer him four. Right. So guess what? You know, chances are you're not going to leave that fifth year on the table yeah. and all of that money. Right. And then we're going to make it so the back the contract is maybe a little bit more over the back end, whatever the case may be. Sure. So you do all these things, right? And, and now you've got these guys that with the player power and the power that these players have and they wield is now teams are beholden to these players. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you look at the way – I know that Ben Simmons, there was a mental health component to that and why he didn't play for Philly last year and all this and that and whatever – and considering the dude made it a lot of money, you know, just not even step foot in the arena. Yeah. Only did, you know, get traded to Brooklyn because of another player in James Harden who had now forced his way to yet another team yeah. after forcing his way from Houston to Brooklyn because allegedly he wanted to pair up yep. with his friends Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Exactly. Only to try and for force his way to Philadelphia. So now you're seeing that similar situation now with Kevin Durant. Um, I think it's ludicrous that, you know, the Suns and the Heat are the two teams he wants to play for, right? 
but I want to play with Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry, and Jimmy Butler. Well, if yeah. I'm Sean Marks in the Nets, guess what? I want yeah. at least two of those three yeah. guys coming back to me if I'm giving you Durant. Yeah. Yep. So now what? Now Durant is in Miami. He's no longer happy in Miami. So now what? After a year or two, he's going to be unhappy there and try and force Pat Riley to trade right. him? Yeah, guess exactly. what? I don't think Pat, Pat yep. Riley is no Sean Marks. Yep. I, I, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, the coach down there in Miami is no, you know, Steve Nash. Oh, right. right. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. you're Eric not going to. Eric one of the best. is one no of the Steve best Nash, right? He, yep. You know, so yep. he's no Kenny Atkinson. So you've got this situation where I, I, I don't think that's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, you know, they have, there's such a thing as heat culture, and I don't think that uh, Kevin Durant fits in with that heat culture. I agree with uh, you. He's way yep. too selfish of a guy. I, I don't think that that would work. Um, you know, I think when it comes to Kevin Durant, his legacy is hurt. He's already a guy that his his personnel profile, his per, you know, his personal profile, it doesn't look good, right? I mean, you know, yeah, yes, he won in Golden State, but since yeah. he's left Golden State, you know, and and his arguing with sports writers and sports commentators, his beef with them, his his penchant for, you know, having these burner phones and having these burner Twitter accounts where he can, you know, go out there and talk smack and do this other kind of stuff. And he just really isn't doing a whole lot to, to, to earn goodwill amongst NBA fans, uh, owners, uh, yeah, right. know, NBA teams. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't want him on my roster. Yeah. I, I think that as good of a player as he is, and when he's good, he is considered to be one of the best in the world. Totally. He's one but, of the best up there. Yep. I mean, at the end of the day, though, much like his running mate, Kyrie Irving, they provide too much distraction that yeah. has nothing to yeah. do with what they are able to do on and off yeah. the court. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, man. I, I just – it'll be interesting to see – in there doesn't seem to be any concrete team out there that's that's willing to trade for him. I know, you know, like we said, Miami, yep. uh, uh, Phoenix, Raptors. Uh, before we hit record, you had mentioned New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, but those are all teams that are going to have to essentially gut their rosters uh, yep. to, to get him. And, and then on top of that, yeah, you might have some level of talent. Phoenix makes a little bit of sense. You could possibly do a sign and trade, give you know DeAndre right. the money that he's looking for. But hey, you're going to Brooklyn, right? And now you've got Booger, uh, Booger. You've got uh, Devin yeah, Booker. Booker. Yeah, 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 Devin Booger um, and Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, which you know you might be able to build around. Uh, but as is evident with the Lakers and trying to build around Westbrook, AD, and LeBron, or or hell, even Brooklyn with Kyrie, Harden, and, and Durant, it's yep. hard to build a roster around that and have success and have chemistry. You can't just throw stuff at a wall and expect it to stick. Just exactly. obviously, yeah. You yeah. look at the championships. You go back to Toronto. You look at the Lakers. You look at the Bucks, and now you look at the Warriors over the last four seasons, and it's really hard to sit there. Chris and say that chemistry wasn't a big part of that yeah. and and, and yep. there was peripheral pieces that were were uh, key components to why they won a championship right totally and you know it's well said Durant just doesn't seem to get that um, yeah. I, I don't know look I you know trade him down to Orlando I mean find find trade him back to OKC find a yeah. team that's got a bunch of right. draft picks yeah. yeah you know I know 
we'll, we'll get to it in a minute in a minute but you know gobert just got traded but i know now utah's got a bunch of draft picks, yeah, you know? yeah they're not moving donovan mitchell necessarily but hell right. why not try and trade him to utah and right. get some of that draft capital back exactly um i don't know man i, I just think we talked about this uh before in podcast pr- prior yeah. The Nets are very similar to the Lakers. They're a dumpster fire. They, they've yeah, not they handled are. things well. Mm. They've, they've, they've really traded away some of their future assets and, and future ability to make moves. They've been strapped with you know just a few players that yeah. have refused to play ball. Yeah. Uh, figuratively and literally. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, that's, that's hampered them and their ability to put together competitive rosters. Yeah. Um, and it just goes to show that it doesn't matter. The Brooklyn Nets going into this last season, Chris, were the odds, the Vegas odds on favorite they, to win that the championship. That is correct, Mikey. They were. Even throughout the year and, and COVID protocols and injuries and all these kinds of things, even after trading yeah. uh, uh, James Harden, they were still one of the favorites yeah. to win the whole thing. They and were. it fell apart. Yep. And Even going into the playoffs, they were being picked by a ton of people yeah. to win it all. Yep. yep. Uh, even though they were in the play-in tournament and yeah, not even exactly. actually exactly. in the playoffs. Exactly. So, you know, it just goes to show that it doesn't matter what you look. I mean, the Lakers are another example of that. Sure. You have Westbrook, right. AD, and LeBron, and a bunch of pieces, right? Yeah. You would think that's enough to win it all. Well, yep. clearly that's not the case. Yeah. So I think that, you know, this – it's not a good look, and you're going to start to see uh, uh, teams moving away from this. Yeah. Maybe you'll see guys that are be star players that maybe will be willing to play for less money to yep. be able to give their teams the financial flexibility to put together competitive yeah. rosters around yeah. them uh, and pay guys what they're worth or, sure. or at the very least market value and not undervalue yeah. some of these players. And I think that's what the Nets and the Lakers have done. Yeah piss poor job of is they've undervalued a lot of players completely and that have gone on to have yeah, success totally. elsewhere totally. and uh you know alex caruso comes to mind brandon ingram comes to mind josh hart sure. Larry nance for the lakers um and and so yeah so i don't know man it's it's a messed up situation i don't think steve nash is going to end up you know he's going to end up with a misshapen roster yeah sean marks looks terrible i mean one yeah. of the reasons yeah. one of the things is is that you uh, uh billy king was you know the the GM prior to Sean Marks coming in, he was fired after five and a half seasons. Sean Marks was brought in. Uh, they have virtually the same kind of resume, which is yeah. funny enough. They have almost identical winning percentages as GMs, um, and they have the same number of playoff series victories. But uh, Billy King actually has a better winning percentage in the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, you know doesn't matter jay-z can be part of ownership chris sure, doesn't right, matter yeah. you move into yeah. barclay center you you know yeah doesn't matter man you move from new jersey to brooklyn yeah and you know it, it's still it's just a shame that new york and brooklyn are dumpster fire teams in the yeah. nba yeah uh, that's agree, kind of my right? takes on that I, who okay. knows where they end up uh yeah. kevin durant dude if you could jettison him to you know the Vancouver Grizzlies, if they were still a team, yeah, like, right. You know, uh, send them away. I agree. And, I agree. I, I why give the man what he wants? I, I couldn't agree with you more, Mike. You didn't give this us was, what we wanted, which was a championship. Yeah, so right. Why yeah. should we give you the ability to exactly. win a championship someplace exactly. else? I, I heard this the other day on the radio. Somebody had uh, I, I forgot who it was exactly, and they were basically saying, you know, this guy just ruined the Nets, yeah. and I completely agree with that. Um, you know, definitely. I mean, this was his hand-picked team, mm-hmm. him and Kyrie. First year, of course, he was, you know, recovering from the injury. 
lot of young talent on that team. They were a four seed, four or five seed uh-huh. in the in the uh, the bubble for the playoffs. So mm-hmm. that was without Kevin Durant at all stepping yeah. on the court. Part of some of the deals that they did, and like you said to your point, Sean Marks and the company lost every one of those deals. So yeah. you know. Um, Kevin Durant and Kyrie want to play with their buddy DeAndre Jordan. So we're going to ship off Jared Allen, yeah. who, by the way, is a cornerstone for a budding Cavaliers team yeah. and looks to all-star. be, and yeah, every part of an all-star. And I don't know, Nets probably could have used his interior help this past season, right? Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong, did not make a single impact for that team. Nope. Nothing at he all. He ended up getting cut. He ended up going to the Lakers, and then he ended up getting waived by the Lakers and then signed a contract for the rest of the season with the 76ers. There you go. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie had success this past year with Dallas in the playoffs. Yeah. He had a big-time Game 7 taking down Phoenix. Yeah. Karis LeVert, who was injured, bounced back nicely. Yeah. Three guys that were on that roster that were all jettisoned, yeah. basically lost all of those deals yeah. for what they got in return. It was basically to make room to bring in the third buddy, James Harden, yeah. like you pointed yeah. out. Um, he skids this past year. And that's it. Now the going is getting a little bit tough, and I want to be traded. Even yeah. though Brooklyn, through this whole process, tried to stay committed to you, tried yeah. to do everything you wanted. Okay, yeah. DeAndre, excuse me, DeAndre Jordan, we'll bring him in. Oh, you, you really want James Harden? Okay, we'll yeah. make it work. We'll figure yeah. it out. We'll bring him in. And at, to read this, let's that, bring in Blake Griffin. Yeah, let's, let's bring, bring in yeah, we'll bring Blake Griffin. We're going to bring in all these. You didn't play at all. Like yeah. all these guys you yeah. want to bring in, we're bring all these superstars in name, but not in yeah. in actual you know uh, physical reality anymore. Let's bring all these guys in, and it didn't amount to the hill of beans. The, the hill of beans, exactly. Like you said, the expectation was a championship. They didn't even get to an Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And now you're going to be left with, well, good luck, because they right. shipped out a boatload of draft picks to be able to get James Harden, make it work. Another swap to send him off to go get you know, Ben Simmons, who mm-hmm. still hasn't played for him, and who knows if he will play for right. him. And they're strapped with that bad contract right yeah. now, the yeah. way it looks. So, I mean, from a team that had... Young, talent, promising guys, yeah. a coach that was up and coming, Kenny Atkinson, no, we don't want to play for him. We want to play for Steve Nash. Yeah. Like you said, I don't think Steve Nash survives this. And then to read this, oh, yeah, you know, um, Marks is going to work with KD and his business partner to get him to a preferred destination. I, yeah, I'd say that to the media, but behind closed doors, yeah. I'm not saying I'm looking him, for the best deal uh, that's going to help. The best deal, yep. and like you said, if it's Orlando, yeah. I'm sending him to Orlando. Yep. If it's the the Beijing Thunder whatever, I'm yep. sending you to China, and and that's what we're gonna do. I uh, you know I don't think this fickleness, you know, being so hard to please is is helping the player movement, a well earned player movement for these guys. All it takes is one to kind of start to ruin it for everybody else. Yeah. And I mean this just goes to show this is the third time in the past, what, six off-seasons that Kevin Durant has held the league hostage, you know, yeah. about where am I going to go? Who's going to roll out the red carpet for me? I'm going right. to force my way here right. and do whatever else. And it's just, look, I love him as a basketball player. We all, right? I mean, he's a phenomenal talent and everything, but mm-hmm. it's just, it's hard to not lose a little bit of respect for yeah. the guy, you know? Yeah. So just, you go back this is a guy now it's very the writing is very crystal crystal clear on the wall when the going gets tough he leaves town he yeah. bolts yeah you know he doesn't hey 
you know, um, Giannis could have did the same thing. Sure. He hunkered down. We won a championship. Sure. You know, there's Steph you can, Curry. Could've Steph done Curry could have done the same thing. Yeah. They were like we pointed out the worst yeah. team in the league two years ago. So there's a lot of guys that could have done that. Jimmy Butler could have said, "Hey, this Miami thing isn't working out." You know, last year eight yeah. seed swept in the first round. Get me out of here. Stayed put. They were the one seed. Nearly got to the yeah. finals. So yeah. I don't know, man. I just I lost some respect for KD with that. And honestly. I don't know where he's going to go either. I really don't. But I don't think it's going to be Phoenix or Miami. I don't think there's any way Miami can work. We talked a little bit about that before we hit record. Just based off of the guys he wants to play with and all yeah. this kind of stuff. I mean, it, that's just not going to happen. Right. And then if I'm Phoenix, I'd be really wary of yeah. doing this. You've got a good thing going right now. You 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 fell short last playoffs. Right. But you were by far the best team during the whole regular season, hands yeah. down. And you were in the finals the year before. You're sitting there. The, the window's still open, in my opinion, because I think Chris Paul still has a year or two left of good basketball in him. And Devin Booker's coming into his prime right now. Right. He just signed Bridges a big is, extension here, yeah. this, this, this free agency. Yeah. Bridges is coming into his own as one of the league's best defenders. Yeah. Cam Johnson is continuing to improve every year. Yeah. Right now is the time, and you're going you're gonna to have to blow that thing up. And yeah. then, like you pointed out, it's great on paper, but will it actually work? And right. that Western Conference is the real deal again. I mean, that's a tough, tough yeah. conference, as we'll get to with these other moves that have yeah. happened. So, Agreed. Um, I don't know. That's my take on KD, man. Okay. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't think it's going to be Phoenix, and I don't think it's going to be Miami. Yeah, Arizona. I don't think so either. Uh, you know, it, it's just I, – I don't – I just don't know who's going to want to pony up anything, you know, um, and and that's what it comes down to is what what is it going to take, and you're going to obviously probably want some draft capital back to recoup what you gave up to, to get those guys. Yeah. But again, I, I mean, if you're one of those franchises, I mean, you know, the NBA and professional teams in general just seem to have, like a lot of teams out there have this mentality of like, well, we they, they just need to come play for us. Yeah, they'll they'll yeah. come play for us, and they'll they'll see what our culture is yeah, like right, or whatever, right, and they'll, yeah. they'll they'll fall in line or they'll. Yeah. No, I mean you know, it's not like Kevin Durant left Golden State as a champion or as a winner and had good things to say. I mean, he kind of burned some bridges there, and he ironically yeah. enough, you know, here just a little bit ago in the rumor mill, you know, the Warriors are potentially a team that would be on that list of teams to go after, you know, Kevin Durant and. You know, the rumor is Jordan Poole, Wiggins, James Weissman, uh, they would give up some young pieces to go after Durant again, which I just think is ludicrous. Uh, I mean, we yeah, all know that it could that. work, but at the same time, yeah. like, do you really want a second going of that, especially with the way Draymond clearly is towards the end of his, yeah. you know, yep. his prime. Yep. Uh, you know, Clay, we talked about it, you know, Clay's. Clay still Clay, but clearly in the playoffs and in the finals wasn't quite Clay. Right, right. Uh, yep. Curry's in the midst of his prime. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't know. You you have a good thing going on. You've got really good chemistry there in Golden State. I don't think you blow that up. Just I agree. To get Durant totally. Again. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Poole you could have had Durant. You could have kept Durant. Yeah. In yeah. the first place, but he yeah. wanted to leave. So I think I think you're right. You burned bridges on the way out. And uh, I mean, it's just mind-boggling. You can sign a four-year, $198 million contract yeah. one year ago and then force your way out right. of that situation. Yep. That's just mind-boggling yep. to me. So, uh, so that's that. Uh, turning our attention yeah. to, we'll, yeah. we'll keep it with Brooklyn, Sure. Uh, but a guy that probably has a better chance of leaving Brooklyn, and that is Kyrie Irving, who yeah, opted into so. his contract. Yeah. Uh, apparently, allegedly, you know, uh, going through the, the rumors that are out there, 
allegedly really the only offer that's out there with a team that's engaged in in with the Brooklyn Nets is the Los Angeles Lakers yeah. in a Westbrook for Irving uh, swap. Uh, you know, this morning there was quite a, there was some reporting coming out that you know. LeBron James obviously is really pushing for this deal to get his buddy Kyrie with him sure. in LA. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I between Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Durant, I I like Irving better as a player. Uh, yeah. I clearly there is uh, a history of success between yeah. Irving with Irving and LeBron on the same team. They right. knew they figured out how to make that work in Cleveland for a championship. Uh, you yeah. know, Irving that Warriors team they beat was the record setting, right? Run. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. You know, so, so. Um, you know, they they know how to get that done. Totally. Irving, unlike Westbrook, can play with the ball with the ball not in his hands, but he's a guy that when you put the ball in his hands, he's arguably one of the best ball handlers in the NBA. Yeah, um, wow, he's, good a, he's a good a- he's a good point yeah. guard. His he's, handles are insane. Yeah, a little yeah. bit on the younger side, he you know. So I think there's a lot of things to like in that regard. You know, the flat earth stuff and the vaccination stuff and, you know, all that. I, I mean, I think that was just, the, not the flat earth stuff, that is what it is. You know, I don't care. Um, you know, the COVID stuff, I think that's a little bit behind this. I think that made news just because that was the yeah, news and that was, was the current event. At that time. Um, yeah, right. Yeah. So I, yep. I think that, you know, and given his stature as a player, I think that's what gave that a little bit more credence, Absolutely, obviously. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and now with the way that, you know, there's there's hardly any COVID restrictions anymore. So I, I, that's yeah. not going to be a problem yeah. going into this I season. totally agree. Yep. So from a player perspective, I like that. And if, you yeah. can, if you're the Lakers and you can do, you know, you include a draft pick or two and, and you make that trade for Kyrie, I like that move. Um, you know, so... You know, I, I don't know. And if you don't have to give up AD, I, I like that move even more, which sure. I don't think you would. No, uh, so, yeah, so I, I like that. I, I think that, you know, if you're Brooklyn, yes, there's a lot of jokes. There was a funny uh, a tweet that went out, and it was a shattered backboard, and it was like, you know, essentially the, the, the caption was, this is what the backboard looks like with Ben Simmons and Westbrook on the same roster, <laughs> um, which is pretty funny. Uh, you know, but but look, you know, Kind of what it looks like with Kyrie and KD on the same right, team, too. Right, right, yeah. So, Got you know, swept in the first round. <laughs> right. I, I don't think it's anything, you know. But, look, it, it, that gives you the ability, if you're Brooklyn and Sean Marks, if you're able to get out from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, it doesn't matter what you're paying Westbrook. It doesn't matter yeah, how well Westbrook you plays. Do it. You do it. You're, it's the last year of his contract. You get out from underneath yeah. him, and then you can rebuild. Yeah. And, and you can – or you can buy him out or whatever, yeah. right? But – the Lakers can make that the Brooklyn Nets yeah. problem. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I like that move. I like that deal. You know, I think at this point in time, it might be just a matter of, of the the little minutia details. Allegedly, the Brooklyn Nets are trying to get out from underneath Joe Smith, uh, okay. which is interesting because, you know, up until this last season when he was pretty much hurt the entire year, uh, he's been one of the better three-point shooters. Yeah. Kind of under yeah. the radar better shooters in the NBA. That's kind of interesting. Apparently, the Lakers would rather have um, Steph's brother, Seth Curry. Um, instead, um, you know, he was part of the deal that brought Ben Simmons oh, okay. to Brooklyn um, from Philadelphia. He's only he's on the last year of a deal at $8.5 million. Um, he's healthy. He's a pretty good shooter. I wouldn't mind that. I could see where the Lakers are at, but... I wouldn't want that to be a sticker. I mean, if it, Joe Smith has more years on his deal, yeah. Um, so I don't know, but 
I think you'd make that deal. I, um, yeah. I, I mean, and it's, uh, Kyrie Irving, when his head is in the game, he's a really good player. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, and, like, to your point of, you know, getting it done with LeBron before, um, I just – he's, he's, he's going to be a better fit for AD and LeBron's game. Yeah. And, you know, and honestly, your younger talent as well. Um, yeah. You know, it's just – it's clear the Westbrook thing didn't work. I, I think – you know the Lakers are desperate to move off of him and make something happen. It makes sense. They're really the only serious taker for Kyrie. I, I think Kyrie is going to be in a Lakers uniform. I really yeah. do. I think that's what's going to end up happening. It's just, it, it's pretty. It's, it'll take time to get the details worked out, like you talked right. about. But and it may need KD, you know, to get moved first before right. they figure all of that out. But it just seems like that's where this is headed. I mean, if you're Brooklyn, you might as well clean. You know, clean rebuild. Yeah. Just go for it. Um, try to get some assets back and, and try to just you know hit the reset button and see what you can do here because it's like you said, it's a dumpster fire either way. Right. And you might as well just move off of these guys and just rip the bandaid off instead yeah. of peeling it off slowly. You know, and just right. get done with it. Yeah. Um, it would be. I think it's a great move, obviously for the Lakers. It would and it would be a good move for Brooklyn as well. And honestly, it's a good move for the NBA. You know, anytime we can be talking about the Lakers, the Bulls, the Knicks, you know, yeah. anytime we can be talking about these marquee teams, it's a good thing for the league. Sure. And, you know, the Lakers have plenty of, uh, you know, all the talk on the wrong end of the spectrum last year. So, you know, with LeBron coming into the twilight of his career with a guy as talented as Anthony Davis, who, you know, is probably right now right in his prime, you know, with, with his injury hit issues and everything you think he's probably going to break down in the next few years so if there's a time for him to be the most dominant version of himself where he can help win another championship it's going to be this year right now so um and that would be good for the nba absolutely when the lakers are relevant it's good for the nba absolutely like when certain teams are relevant in the nfl it's good for the league too for sure Yeah, 100%. But that's why I think Kyrie's going to be in a Lakers uniform. Okay, well, there you have it, guys. Uh, We both seem to think that uh, Kyrie Irving is going to be in a Lakers uniform. Uh, You know, in other free agent news, uh, you know, know, free agent, yeah, in this offseason, there was another really big move. It wasn't exactly, uh, Chris, it wasn't something that was a surprise. Uh, everybody thought that it was going to happen. It was just a matter of what to what team sure. and whatnot. I, I think the surprise was who that team was. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that is Rudy Gobert being traded uh, to yes. the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, and the Timberwolves sent uh, the Utah Jazz Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, and multiple first-round picks. Um I think this is a win-win for both teams. Um, my my headline in my notes uh, is uh, there's a new Twin Towers in the Twin Cities. I like it, Mikey. Um, I like you know, it. I, yes. I, I want to trademark that so um, yes. you know I can I can coop expenses on that and um, ah yeah you should absolutely you know, yeah uh, so yeah dude I, I think that um, you know yeah I, I think this is a good move I, I think you know Rudy Gobert. He had a good season last year up until the playoffs where, you know, it was weird because he has great seasons and he has these seasons, Chris, where, like, he's in the conversation for defensive player of the year and all these kinds of things. Last year he, he led the league in rebounding at almost 15 uh, rebounds yes. a game. Yep. Crazy enough, like, it's crazy to think about because in the regular season he averaged almost 16 points a game, but it doesn't seem like that guy averages that much. Yeah, Clearly in the playoffs yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but he averages also two blocks a game. And that's to go along with the Carl Anthony Towns, who obviously this last year had a really, really good season. He had a very the good Wolves year, yeah. had a really good season, yeah. and he's a good scorer. He can, you know, he's a good three-point shooter. He can, you know, I maybe this means that he's going to have to play outside of the paint a little bit when Gobert and him are on the floor at the same right, time. Right. Um, you know, he's not a great three-point shooter in Carl Anthony Towns, but he shoots him enough and at a high enough clip that you have to honor that. Yep. Uh, I think this is a good move. You didn't have to get rid of D'Angelo Russell. The one thing I would say is, much as much as he's a player you love to hate, I think losing Pat Beverly, I think hurts them a little bit. I agree, um, I know they signed Kyle Anderson yeah. away yeah. from the Grizzlies, and he'll probably take over some ball handling sure. duties right. um, and yeah. probably fill a little yeah. bit of that Pat Beverly role. But Pat Beverly, it was really evident last year, especially in the playoffs. You know, he was kind of that heart and soul of that team. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, they they yes. drive. Yeah. They they you know, along with Anthony Edwards and his kind of coming out party. Um, you know, Pat Beverly was kind of the the little engine that could and will help kind of drive absolutely. them. And yeah, much like yeah. he did with the Clippers. Yeah, uh, you know, really kind of gave them this identity, experience factor. Right, exactly. You know, um, and so I think that losing him, um, you know, was. Is going to be a loss. Is going to be felt, um, but you know, I think this is this, this is good trade for both teams. I, I, I want to get your thoughts, dude. Sure. Like, what do yeah. you think about Minnesota now? Does this, this this trade and losing the pieces that they did? Does this put? Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with the Lakers and Kyrie. Sure. We don't really right, know what's right. going to happen with the yeah. Phoenix Suns and whatnot. But with the moves that have been made so far, Jeremy Grant being traded right before the draft to the Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Um, where does this put Minnesota to you in the Western Conference? Yeah, is this I, top, are they top four now? Where does this put them? I'm, I'm willing, yeah, I, I mean, I think that this certainly has them in the conversation for the top four or five. I, I think it moves them up a little bit, possibly more, depending on how the rest of the free agency and, and you know, the offseason okay. shakes out. Um, it was certainly a, a big move for them. Uh, I agree. I think it was a good move for both teams. Um, it was clear that this this current incarnation of Utah was mm -hmm. coming to an end. You know, another playoff failure. Quinn Snyder steps aside. We knew something was going to happen. Danny Ainge, GM. What does Danny Ainge do? He just acquires five billion draft picks. That's sure. what he does. So, kind of figured that was going to happen. Plus. Donovan Mitchell just their game just didn't go together. Donovan right. Mitchell is an ISO guy. They didn't use Rudy Gobert in a pick and roll where he would be give you the best offensive version as of himself. Um, so it it doesn't surprise me he was moved. I am surprised it was the T Wolves though. You know I I I did not see that coming. Yeah. I thought it was a fair trade package and all that. Good good moves right. for both teams right. certainly. Um, I was with you. The one, the one thing that caused me to pump the brakes just a little bit is Pat Beverly. So you gained essentially rim protection, which I read they were awful rim protection last year. You know, one of the worst teams in the league. It was kind of a glaring weakness in the playoffs yeah. for them. But that being said, now you gave up your best perimeter defender in a league that is so much reliant on perimeter shooting that I still wonder how you're going to match up with Golden State. How are you going to match up with Memphis? Because I still don't think you this team has enough firepower at the guard position to beat Memphis sure. or Golden State, and maybe a few other teams. That being said, 
I mean, if you got a chance to go get a guy that's been a perennial defensive player of the year, you go get him. Yeah. And now we, you know, with Carl Anthony Towns there, and I read something like, well, now Carl Anthony Towns can finally his game can be what it could be, and it's like, I I don't know. I mean, I don't. He's not going to average forty a game next year. Like, right. yeah, okay, he can he can be a little bit more of an offensive threat. If anything. He can just play more relaxed, knowing like the weight of the world isn't on him to be this superstar player right. and be the guy that brings the Grizzlies, you know, the next Kevin Garnett for them, essentially. Right, right, right. Anthony Edwards, I think a lot of it is tied to his continual progression. We saw a lot. He had some big playoff games, but he's going to need to continue to progress, be that consistent scorer. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, I like the fit. I do think it puts them into the top four, top five. Okay. I mean, you still have Denver lingering around. You yeah. still got the Joker there. And if they're back and healthy, that's going to be a tough matchup. Depending on what Dallas can do, if they can find a way to round out their roster and find Lucas some help. I mean, that team was just in the Western Finals, basically. Well, they did. I mean, they, they, were. they went and got, yeah. they went and got uh, Christian Wood from They Houston. got Christian Wood, um, yeah. They yeah. also signed and away they got, uh, uh, JaVale McGee, JaVale out of McGee from Phoenix. So, I mean that's a team that yeah. got better on the inside as well. So I, I I think it certainly helps the Grizzly or excuse me the T the, Wolves, the T-Wolves. Uh-huh. and I think it helps put them in a position to win a playoff series next yeah. year and get to the Western Conference semifinals. But I'm still gonna pump the brakes if they have to match up against one of those teams that I sure. was just talking about especially if they're healthy. A healthy Denver team is still going to be very good. Well, and they just, Uh, I mean, Denver was another team that just made a trade, and they traded, like, Monte Morris and another guy uh, to Washington, and they ended up getting uh, KCP, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Ish Smith um, from Washington. Yeah. And then they just signed, uh, one of their free agent signings is Bruce Brown, who they signed away from the Brooklyn Nets, who was one of the the Nets' better defenders. Right, yeah. um, On a roster with didn't have a whole lot of defense. And so, you know, and then they, a Joker obviously just signed a Supermax extension. Yeah. He got, he, he backed up the truck to the bank and, you know, yeah, his yeah. horse Big carriage, he, he, he backed up and, yeah. you know, he, he's making out like a bandit Absolutely. and rightfully so. I mean, he was, yeah, you know, totally, league MVP, totally. you know, what, two seasons in a row, two like, in a row. you yeah. know, so. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, totally. Hats off to Minnesota. You know, sure, sure. Totally, it was a good move for them. But I think, you know, one of the issues that they had, and even Pat Beverly alluded to it after their playoff exit, was, you know, D'Angelo Russell had a really bad playoff showing. He and, did. And so, they, he did. you know, yes. where does this put, uh, you know, with now the addition of Rudy Gobert and the expectations that come with this team and the success that they had this last season, you almost want to expect there's going to be a little little bit of regression because the, you're no longer – I mean, you kind of came out and surprised people last season. Oh, right? absolutely. Yeah, so, totally. I mean, now, though, you put people on notice. And yeah. now you make this trade, and now yeah. you're kind of putting – you're playing that game of poker, right? Yeah. And you're putting more chips into the basket saying, like, okay, yeah. look, we had a good season last year. Now we want to take it to that next level. We're going to make this trade for, for yeah. Gobert. And so, yeah, now you would think that there's some rejuvenation across the board from, yeah. from Donovan Mitchell to Rudy Gobert, et cetera, et cetera. But now you got that target on your back. Yeah. And now, and what is that, how is that going to look? And, right. you know, uh, the coach there uh, in Minnesota, he's a good coach. He's kind of, uh, I can't even think of his name. That's how, like, Finch? unknown. Uh, is it Chris Finch? Is it Chris Finch, uh, I think, that's You know, there. um but you're but right, I, great coach. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah great I mean, coach, yeah. but I mean, not a guy that's a household name. Clearly. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, um, 
but got the best out of what they had. Like you said, Anthony Edwards, can you take that next step? Can yep. they, you know, can Kyle Anderson and, and what he was able to provide for the Grizzlies, is he able to he's translate that yeah. success Great with points, this Minnesota Timberwolves? And, you know, all the guys that, that were included in the trade to Utah, uh, you know, with with Vanderbilt, with Beverly, with Malik Beasley, those were three of the top seven players for the 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 uh, T-Wolves. Wolves yeah, last year. yeah, you're right. And they then were. on top of that, the Grizzlies yeah. or the the now you got me doing it. Uh, the, uh, yeah. the the Timberwolves gave up five first round picks, three of which are unprotected. Yeah, a lot. So Carl Anthony Towns hasn't exactly side. had the most success with his health. Yeah, if that's you true. end up losing and he gets hurt and he's down for the season, and now you're relying on Anthony Edwards. Uh, D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert. Yeah, you might be looking at a lottery pick, which could be translated to yeah. Utah, and now yeah. you're just helping build the Utah Jazz back yeah. up. Those so are great points. It's Mike. some interesting yeah. stuff to think yeah. about, but clearly this was a move that had to be made for both totally. franchises. Yeah, um, and I, I think it was a good one. It's been a long um, time since we anybody talked about Minnesota correct. in the, in the yeah, NBA offseason for know. positive things. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, next to maybe the Sacramento Kings, probably one of the <laughs> right. teams that's yeah. just been in this constant purgatory yeah um another pretty big trade uh to talk about here in our continued free agency uh um off nba offseason business is javante uh dejounte murray uh yeah, the from big, the san antonio big, big, spurs big, big. was traded yes. to the atlanta hawks for uh danilo gallinari and a bunch of draft picks uh, gallinari was prompted uh, promptly uh bought out uh waived um, and now he's signing. He's going to be going to the Boston Celtics, uh, which is a good move for them, I think. Um, but I'm, dude, I'm kind of surprised that the San Antonio Spurs decided to move off of Murray when he had a really good season for them. He was a big reason why they were able to get into the play-in tournament, tournament and yeah. beat out the Lakers for yeah. that final tenth spot. Um, interesting stuff, dude. Yeah, I was really surprised. I didn't really. I'd heard about it, and I just was like, nah, they're not going to trade. That just doesn't make any sense. Why would they do that? And I, the trade has happened. I've read the details, and I still don't understand why they did it. I'm not really sure what San Antonio is doing, essentially, aside from the only thing I read that makes a little bit of sense uh-huh. is the guy that's projected to be the top pick next year is a, is a center, supposedly a generational talent, kind of a la Tim Duncan, okay, and that we're playing the tank game to be able to get the top pick to drop okay. this guy, which I guess I could kind of see, but... Kind of flies about, in the face, though, of what San Antonio's yeah, done, though. That's not really that. a Popovich and kind of a move. Yeah, he's an overseas guy, so I get that. They've been very successful with, with, with those players over the years, of course, and, and building a dynasty with it, but... That talk about putting all your eggs in one basket. Sure. I mean, that, it just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. You know, some of the other moves, I get, but Dejounte Murray, he, he still under the rookie contract. Uh, you know, you didn't need to dump him because of salary concerns or anything sure. like that. The progress he made was really good. I mean, he's a great, great young player. It just it just didn't make sense to me. Right. You know, none of none of it really made sense. So I'm not really sure what the Spurs are doing. For the Hawks, it makes great sense sure. because they needed to find somebody that can play some defense for them. Yeah. Somebody that can alleviate some of the pressure off Trey Young. Well, and him and Trey Young are friends too. All they're, right. they're buddies. So okay. I, I didn't Young know that. So with, there you uh, go. Murray. Yeah. All right. Well, that you know, then that should help. Uh, you know, there as well, chemistry wise and everything. So, um, but you know, obviously Trey Young. 
had a difficult job, you know, last season adjusting to yeah, the way the yeah. NBA was, you know, the new officiating, which we talked about several times. Yeah. But I think him and James Harden, of course, were the two players that had the most difficult time adjusting. Sure. The Hawks were a disappointment last year based off of what they had done the year before getting to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, um, yeah, you know, this, this was a great move by the Hawks, especially – when you look at what's going to happen with Brooklyn, you can take one contender out, and it's almost like the Hawks can step right into sure. that spot. So I think this puts Atlanta right back into the top four or five in okay. the East. I, I, I mean, you know, I really do, especially if that transition with Trey Young, you know, not having to necessarily have the ball so much, being able to depend on somebody else to distribute and make plays as well. And if DeJounte Murray can be the same kind of defender and just all-around guy that he was for San Antonio. Okay. I mean, again, I think a lot of his numbers were based off the fact that it was him and a bunch of guys that San Antonio was basically seeing if they could play or not. Mm-hmm. Atlanta's just was in the Eastern Finals two years ago. They've got some guys that can ball on that team. So it's going to be a little different. Not everything's clearly going to go through you. So. Right. You know, those numbers might not be as good as they were the last couple years, but when you talk about a guy that can provide some immediate help in an area they really need it, uh, great move for the Hawks, a complete head-scratcher for the Spurs for an organization. We're just not used to seeing that. Yeah, right? I mean, I think one of the weird things about the Spurs, too, is that allegedly, you know, according to the rumor mill, you know, the, the Spurs really wanted John Collins. Yeah, and okay. the Hawks have been kind of flirting with the idea of trading Collins, and so right. it was like, why wasn't he? Why wasn't he in, in there? Team? Yeah, that. that um, that's what, and you're so right, that was a head I, I think that too. that was another thing that was a little bit like kind of weird. Uh, you know, maybe maybe we just don't know what the bigger picture is yet for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, that's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, could be the tanking thing. It, it could be. I mean. I don't know. It's just kind of weird that the Spurs they've yet to find that kind of you know that that. Tim, you know, Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Ginobili kind of replacement. Yeah. And I thought they kind of had it going on with Murray and then, of course, with Lonnie Walker IV, who yeah. now just yeah. signed a free agent deal, or he's going to sign a free agent deal with the Los Angeles Lakers uh, for a one-year up. deal. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I think those are some kind of interesting moves that they let Lonnie Walker kind of walk away. They make this trade and get rid of DeJounte Murray. And now I can't even sit here and be like, oh, yeah, well, they have X, Y, and Z still. Like, I, I can't even really think of who else they have on their roster to be yeah. like, yeah, they've got, you know, he's got great players. I think they have uh, uh, Bertans. I, I, I don't even remember. Yeah, um, I don't even know, right? So, yeah. you know, it, it is. It's kind of an interesting one. Uh, but, like, I, I agree with you, though. I think that, you know, it's a great move for the Hawks. Totally. I don't quite know if I put if I let that propel them into the upper echelon in the Eastern Conference. I, I think that I might have jumped the gun. You know, a bit there, I, I mean, you're gonna have, depending on what happens with Steve Clifford, who got the job there in Charlotte, uh, what happens with true. that roster, if they're able to improve there, yeah, their defense, yeah. uh, you know, or Orlando. I mean, you know, they're a team that's probably kind of like the Timberwolves or the Sacramento Kings, a team yeah, that's kind okay. of admired yeah. and kind of yeah. ambi- ambiguity and kind of in purgatory, uh, you know, maybe with all of their young talent, um, you know, they're able to kind of capture some lightning and, and, and they yeah. seem to play better last year. Um, you know, I, I do, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that those teams are necessarily better than the Hawks, uh, but this is a team that still begins and ends with Trey Young and 
how much is, is he going to commit more to the defensive side of the well, ball? That's a good point. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. you've got Clint Capella. Yeah. You still have John Collins. You have Murray there. Um, you know, you traded away Cam Reddish. Um, you know, you let uh, Kevin uh, Hoyer, uh, Herder, uh, you let him walk. That's uh, right. He, yeah. he got, or he got traded, rather, yeah. uh, to Sacramento, I think. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure. Um, they're a playoff team, I don't think, without question. But yeah. how good, I, I don't, I just don't know. I mean, as you found out, and I think to our point earlier with the Timberwolves, the Hawks last year, they were one year removed from making a final, a conference final in a perfect situation in the bubble. Yeah. Only to find Regression. themselves, yeah. you know, yeah. people were yeah. gunning for yeah. them now. And yeah. people, yeah, the rules changed a little bit, but people knew better how to defend Trey Young. Totally. Like, they yep. frustrated him. They were able yep. to get him in situations that he didn't like. Good point. And he had and a he, hard time. And, and Nate McMillan had a yeah. hard time finding a way You're right. to find Trey Young in positions and spots where he was able to be successful. Good points. And the East got better. You yes. Know, I mean, Chicago, yeah. Cleveland, uh, Charlotte, like you pointed out. Yeah. yeah. So I think, and, and another team that I want to touch bases on here in our, sure. in our NBA offseason season extravaganza is uh, Malcolm Brogdon uh, is traded from the Indiana Pacers to the Boston Celtics, who have now added Malcolm Brogdon to their roster as well as uh, Danilo Gallinari. Uh, Two moves that I think are going to pay dividends for them come uh, this next NBA season. You've got Brogdon, who's a playmaker. He's been a ridiculously good three-point shooter. Um, pretty decent takes care defender, of the takes care of the basketball. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You should know that pretty well, being yeah. that he was once a buck. Uh, uh, yeah. I think this is a great yeah. move. Um, from what I have understood over the last 24 hours or so, um, you know, Marcus Smart's still the presumed point guard of okay. the team. Um, but I like this move for Boston. I like it too. I like it too. Both the teams, actually. Yeah. Yep, yep, I totally agree. Uh, you talk about rounding out a roster and then bringing in guys that – fit first of all but then also provide you know a, a need right away yeah. he, they clearly needed a guy that can take care of the ball back there and another defender he provides both of them solid yeah. solid player as far as that goes fundamentally sound so um yeah i like i like both the moves right. you know boston obviously being pretty close um in mean in the finals going to game six so you you gotta like Boston to be one of the favorites again to come out of the East next year. I mean, you know, sure. I, 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 again, great addition to them. Uh, both guys still in their prime, so I, I do like what they did as well, Mikey. And I think you're right. I think it's going to pay dividends for them and um, it, it, a little bit of depth as well. I mean, if they do have to deal with any kind of injuries or anything like that, you've got a pretty good uh, carousel of guards that you can go yeah. to here that can step in and, and on you know any given night. We saw it through the playoffs. They had all kinds of guys step up. So, um, yeah, great great moves by, for the Celtics. Yeah, and I, I think Gallinari, I think one of the big – Yeah, Gallinari, could, could, yeah. One of the big things for him going to Boston is, you know, you could have Al Horford, Gallinari, Jason Tatum, you know, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, or, 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 you know, Malcolm Brogdon and Jalen Brown or, or whatever – um, and Gallinari can play that stretch four kind of a role. He can. Um, and he can take some of that scoring pressure off of yes. Jason Tatum. Yeah, He's totally. a good enough three-point yep. shooter. Yeah. Um, he can wait in the wings a little bit. He yeah. can do Solid some things shooter. that it's going yeah. to – Yeah, I mean, he'll yeah. be in off the bench. I don't. Yeah. He's not starting. No, I agree. I yeah. think that, you know, he, he's going to he's gonna fit in. And he's an adequate defender. Um, yeah. You know, he's a competitor. I mean, I think he's proven yep. that. 
Um, so I like that move for Boston. Some shooters, yep. um, you know, uh, as we're closing up here, just a free, few other uh, things. You know, obviously the Golden State Warriors, they had, you know, some free agents of their own. Juan Toscano-Anderson being one of them uh, who, you know, when they weren't playing great and winning championships, uh, he was a pretty good player for them. He's signing with the Los Angeles Lakers. Otto Porter Jr., men that you mentioned in our in our yeah. little bit of coverage yep. of the NBA Finals there, he's going to join the Raptors on a two-year no, okay. deal, so yeah. he's leaving. All right. um, Gary Payton II, who I think was, of any of their free agents, save for maybe Kevon Looney, probably one of the guys that both the fans as well as probably the team itself or the players themselves wanted to see back. He's actually leaving Golden State. He's going to be headed to the, the uh, Portland Trailblazers on a three-year, $28 million deal. Good so for good for him. Yeah, kind of interesting, though, because you got Josh Hart there. you got some other sure. guys there in, in Portland that I think yeah. probably play a similar role. But this is Chauncey Billups' team. Um, I think they're trying to model a team a little bit after that and kind of getting these sure. defensive kind of guards yeah. and, and, and 3 and D kind of players that I think are going to help build around Dame Lillard and Jeremy Grant yeah. um, that are going to help with their defense, which, you know, in the Terry Stotts years with C.J. McCollum and Lillard, that was one of their biggest struggles was yeah. defense. Yeah. I think they've addressed those needs. Uh, Zion, Zion's are going to love him there, dude. Oh, absolutely, 100%. No, 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 absolutely. You know, he I played agree. his college ball at Oregon State. Perfect, right. is right. not I think, far from Portland at all. I mean, yeah. his dad, obviously, Gary Payton. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pacific no, there, Northwest yeah. guy. Yeah, totally. um, you know, so I think that's where he feels comfortable and he's yeah. at home. John Morant is agreeing to a five-year extension with the Grizzlies. Not a surprise there. No, none at all. Bit yep. of a surprise, but not really because you gotta you got to keep your talent. Zion Absolutely. Williamson, even after not playing at all this last season and just doing a high, bunch of highlight reel dunks, um, you know, for the Graham, uh, yeah. he's signing a five-year extension worth up to about $231 million. Uh, you know, again, didn't suit up at all last year. Dealt with, you know, issues and rumors about his weight. Apparently, he hired a private chef. If you've looked at any pictures of him recently, the dude looks like he's cut. He looks like he's ready to go. Um, that's going to hey, be a scary thing. 200 plus million, you better be. Yeah, right? I mean, I, I, yeah. if I was a Pelican saying, hey, this is a good faith deal. Yeah. This is based off your potential because you've only played 80 games in your NBA yeah. career so far. Get yourself in shape, man. Yeah. Come on. Come I'm on. with you, dude. But, I mean, look, you, you, he's a he's a potential once-in-a-generation type talent. Um, with the moves that they made last year and the and the way that they competed in the playoffs, I like that. Pelicans they team. really did I a like good job, Pelicans and team. you know you yeah. throw in a, a healthy Zion Williamson, and yeah. they're going to be definitely they scary with that coaching staff and yep. everything. They are going yep. to be scary. I agree. Um, uh, you know, yeah. So then you just have some other moves. I I really like what the Pistons have done. Uh, yeah, they've quietly, made some but really they've good made moves. some solid moves. Willie Cauley Stein, they're going to bring back. Um, you know, they've got some young talent there. I think they're going to do good things. Yeah, um, well, Marvin Bagley, I'm sorry, he's going to stay. Yeah, um, that's a good move. You know, I think a move, uh, an, a good one, uh, two really kind of under the radar moves that I think are going to sure. pay well. One of them is for your Bucks. Joe Ingles is going to yeah, go. Yeah, I was excited um, to see that very much. Yeah, you know? a ball yep. handler, a guy that can shoot the three, play defense. Uh, yep. I think he's a guy. If he's healthy, he's not very athletic, but he plays Solid. a really good role. Yep. Bobby Portis, I know, is coming back to you guys he as well. He a four-year deal. Very excited <laughs> to have Bobby Portis back. There you Absolutely. go, as you yes. should. The Bobby Chants are going to continue they there are, in yep. uh, Milwaukee. Uh, another move that I think is probably a really good one and is going to make up for the loss of Otto Porter Jr. in particular 
is your boy DiVincenzo. He yeah. is going to go from the Sacramento Kings to the Golden State Warriors, defending champs. Good defender, yeah. uh, good team guy, a guy that can shoot the three. He can get the into the paint a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he's very much a guy that He's got Golden a little State. bit of grit to him, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Good, Absolutely. Good, move. good I, move. I like that move by Golden State. I agree, Mike. Um, you know, another one that's it's a bit of a surprise, um, and it happened really quickly. Uh, Houston Rockets finally bought out John Wall. Who oh, yeah, that happened. immediately decided that he was going to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah. Uh, you didn't have to give up anything for the Clips, um, you know, so you presumably have a healthy Reggie Jackson. You're going to – Nick Batum's coming back. Um, you are also going to have a healthy Ka- Kawhi Leonard, a healthy yeah. Paul George. Um, and now you're adding John Wall to that mix, um, you know, Chemistry is going to be a thing, and health is going to be a thing. Yeah. But if John Wall plays anything like John Wall is able and capable, it's going to be a battle for L.A. again next yeah, year. Yeah, you're right. Even I if, agree. if Kyrie yeah. comes, yeah. It, it's going to be a battle for L.A. I agree. And I, I think that's going to uh, be TV worth watching. Totally. Bradley Beal, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I mean, John Wall, it's just fascinating. The guy's played a half a season total over the last three years. So you talk about a guy that's just not played much basketball at all, uh-huh. uh, yeah. especially in, you know, uh, you know, the last few years here. It, it'll be really surprising to see what caliber player he is. Of course, being surrounded by all that talent and, like you said, presumably healthy, really up, upper echelon talent will probably help to bring that out. So, yeah, big big wild card there. Absolutely. Bradley Beal's staying with the Wizards. He's going to sign a five-year contract with them. P.J. Tucker is leaving the Miami Heat. I saw that. He's going to the Sixers Sixers, on a three-year deal. Um, You know, I think that'll help. Obviously, he's a great, you know, short corner three kind of a guy. Yep. Um, You know, it'll be interesting to see with all of that and playing with James Harden and Joel Embiid. Um, I mean, obviously the driving kick opportunities are going to be there, Um, you know, and he's still a very good competitor. I I just don't know. I think he's getting a little on the older side. I don't know if he's quite going to be a... I think they overpaid a little bit, but I understand why they did it. Yeah. Uh, You know, Jalen Brunson's going to the Knicks. Yeah. uh, Four-year deal that's going to pay him a gajillion dollars. I think think they they paid him like he's an all-star and... He's not an all-star, and, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, good luck. Yeah, good luck, yeah, yeah, um, I agree. Good player. Good player. Uh, overpaid, though, Overpaid, dude. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is the New York Knicks way. Absolutely. Um, I'm know, available if they want to sign me. Right? I, I am available. Uh, yes. You know, one other move that happened, uh, and it's you know, not that big, but, you know, Malik Monk, who the Lakers allegedly wanted to bring back, we let him walk. So, yeah. yet again, one, another player that had a successful year for the Lakers and we let him just walk away, and he's going to the Sacramento Kings on a two-year, $19 million deal. Oh, wow, there uh, we go. So, you know, he's going to get paid a little bit. I don't know if he's going to find that he's going to have the kind of success that he had in L.A. in Sacramento, but who I knows? Um, yeah. You know, maybe playing with those younger guys. Uh, I, he's reuniting with uh, De'Aaron Fox, who is a running oh, yeah, mate of his right. in yeah. Kentucky. You're right. Good point, um, Mike. So maybe that was that. the draw, yeah. uh, part of the yeah, draw there. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so yeah, dude. Um, the Lakers also got Lonnie Walker from the Spurs. Yeah, that was uh, a great move. Damian Jones, the center from Sacramento, uh, who was a really athletic guy. We actually signed him. The Lakers had him under ten day contract okay. a couple season, two seasons ago. Played really well for us. We had yeah. him on two ten day contracts, okay. and uh, the Lakers let him walk. 
Um, you know, really athletic, good defender, yeah. um, you know, good rim protector, rim runner. Uh, a lot of the things that we were kind of lacking. Um, he's coming to the Lakers along with Damian Jones, or Damian Jones and then Troy Brown Jr., who last played in Chicago okay. last year. 3 and D kind of a guy. Uh, three, small ball four type player, um, kind of defender, kind of a three-point shooter, but not really. He's been kind of up and down inconsistent. Okay. Um, but the Lakers kind of went out and immediately tried to make some moves. I think they did... Given their circumstances and the situation they were in, I think they did pretty good considering all things considered. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I, I those think, are solid moves. Yeah, Juan Toscano Anderson, I think, was a good one, fresh off of a championship season with Golden State. Yeah. Um, you know, a guy, you know, they brought in a lot of guys that are interchangeable, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lonnie Walker, yeah. uh, Troy Brown, Juan yeah. Toscano Anderson. I think they, they kind of did that. We'll see. They also got younger. Um, yeah, right. So that was yep. one of their, their things yeah. is they wanted to get younger. Which was good. Yeah. But I think the caveat here is going to be can they shoot? And they can they shoot consistently enough to be able to open things up for LeBron and Anthony sure. Davis? Great point. That's where the questions are going to be. Yep. All right, guys, we're coming into uh, down we're coming down the wire here, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening. I uh, hope uh, you're all having a great summer thus far. Hope you all have a great fourth of July. Um, you know, and uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll have more NBA news, I'm sure, here in the, oh, yeah. in the next Definitely. week or so. And uh, Chris, do you have any other co- closing? No, comments? no, that's it. Uh, Mikey, it was great to get back in action. Yeah, My we had a lot sure, to talk man. about. 100%. Great, great episode today. Like you said, we'll be back soon with plenty more NBA. Um, you know, in a month, NFL training camps are going to be kicking and everything. Yes, so it'll. Just keep going. But everybody out there, enjoy uh, your holiday weekend. Yeah. Happy Independence Day. Yeah. Celebrate safe out there, 4th of July. And continue to enjoy the NBA offseason fireworks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Well Great done. Episode. Nicely done. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody, take care. Balls and Beards Podcast, Season 2, Episode 21, in the books.